Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Crazed Coconut TV podcast. I am your host, the Crazed Coconut himself. And uh, people always ask me, you know, well, why do they call you Crazed Coconut? Well, it's a long story. Well, actually, it's pretty short when you think about it. I chose Coconut because uh, that's what people, a lot of people used to call me. Uh, growing up in school, because I was brown on the outside but white on the inside. Pretty sure that others of uh, off-color skin, <laughs> if you can call call it that, uh, should understand. Um, I remember when I was first called it. It was in uh, elementary school. You know, I was I would always study hard and. I was really good at English and spelling and math, and I remember a bunch of other um, Hispanics would come and talk to me and say, hey, uh, why are you trying to act white? Are you a coconut? And that got me thinking, you know, it was like, well, what does this have, what does being white have anything to do with this? And this was years ago. I'm 42 years old now. So when this happened, um, I was too young to really fully understand it. And so I kind of started acting the way the others did. And my grades dropped. I started getting into an awful lot of trouble. And then uh, I wound up doing really bad in school up until my uh, junior year. Yeah, up until my junior year. At the end of the sophomore year, I moved to a new uh, state. And I remember talking to my guidance counselor, and the guidance counselor was said, well, I'm going to have to put you in remedial classes. And when I was younger, I was a GT student. But I kind of gave in to that kind of a societal pressure and cultural pressure. And I let my, my, my grade slip. And now that I'm older, much wiser, at least I like to think I am, That conversation I had with the guidance counselor and my father, who's been a big influence in my life as well, um, told me it didn't feel good, did it? She thinks you're dumb because your grades are the same grades of a dumb person. Now, are you dumb? And my response was, uh, you know me. No, I've never failed a test in my life. I've always gotten just enough to pass. Even though I knew answers to others, all the, all the questions, I would get them wrong on purpose just to fit in. And it was at that moment that I realized, look, I'm the one in charge. Because my other guidance counselor who thought I was dumb was Hispanic. And that really shed a light and shone a light on what it was that I needed to do in order to move forward and uh, try to become successful. And uh, <laughs> it was a very, very good experience for me. Very, very good experience for me. And from that point on, I got good grades in school, and that's how I became a coconut. And then later on in my life, as I got older, I was never really interested in politics or anything. I was just concerned about my own life, doing my own thing, until about 2016 when I found out uh, Donald Trump was running for president. That got me interested in politics because I could not believe it. I was like, really? Donald Trump? Why would people want to vote for Donald Trump? And then I started listening to what he was saying, and I was like, oh, well, you know, I guess that does kind of make sense. You know, as far as the economy goes, and I, vo I voted for Obama— um, before 2016 for his last term, but that was mainly due to friends I have that are in the LGBT community. And so they wanted to get married, and I was like, well, I don't see why not. So I was kind of doing the single-issue voter kind of thing, and I voted for Obama. But it was I wouldn't say it was single-issue. There was another issue, too. It was like green energy. You know, I'm big into green energy, energy and things like that. Um. And I liked his stance on green energy. 
And so I voted for Obama. And then when Trump came in, I really started paying attention. And that kind of sent me off on this journey of what the heck has been going out, going on out in the outside world, outside of my own box. And uh, here to talk with me about that today, I have a special guest. Why don't you introduce yourself? Dun, dun, dun. I'm Pumpkin Spice. Pumpkin Spice to go along with the craze coconut. Hey, I like that. <laughs> I like that. Okay, we'll do that. I'm mostly sweet with a little bit spice. <laughs> yeah, so today we're going to talk about um, something that I saw on a TikTok. And it started really concerning me because what I saw was not good in any sense of the form, but I could understand why things like this would happen. And it's about that, that, uh, have you, I've, have you seen that video before? The, the deaf mute Brazilian? Yeah. Singing on that talent show. Mm-hmm. And, uh, for those of y'all that haven't seen it, they have a trans person or a trans woman singing, um, and I will always love you. Which that's by already witness. a difficult song for anyone. Yeah, even if you're a good singer, you even know. If you're and so professional. I was, like, <laughs> so I was like, "Oh wow, this will be pretty good. Maybe we might have kind of like a quasi Helen Keller moment here." And so, of course, I watched it, and boy, oh boy, did I get mad! I was really, really mad at it, you know. And it got me thinking. It's like, well, I can understand why people would do something like that. Because they're wanting to be nice to this person. And it got me thinking, well, what's the difference between between ni- being nice and a being a good person? What do you think? Talking to me? Yeah. You're the only one here, yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> We're already starting with questions. Well, yes. That's part of the podcast. We're going we're gonna to start. Yeah, and this is our first episode ever, so you got to bear with us. Okay, (sighs) well, based off, you know, being a mental health professional, you know, I'm always thinking, well, I believe that all behavior has a purpose. So when you think of, when you say good and nice. Yeah, being a nice person or a good person. Okay, so they could be similar, but to me, it's based off, like, what's your motivation? Okay. Like what? What would, what would what would be an example? Uh, be of being a good person and being a nice person. Well, like, can can you think of one? Not on the top of my head. Maybe later. <laughs> yeah, because it's a really weird fine line, but isn't it? Being nice, I think of it like, well, that's just on the surface level. Are you being nice because you are really a nice person? Or are you just doing that just to make yourself look better? Yeah, so but being good—that's more like internal, internalizing that behavior. Like that's a quality you already possess. So do you do you mean that like being nice means something that's transactional? Well, okay, I don't know why Mean Girls is coming to my mind, but <laughs> <laughs> hey, it is what it is. That's just what that's came to my mind. mind works, like, okay, that's you the way know. it works. Popular, you know, character Regina George, okay? She's like the it girl, the popular girl and stuff. She's acting nice, quote, to um Lindsay Lohan's character. Uh, I, I haven't seen the movie, so you're, oh you've got to explain this. It's a great movie. Everybody Why knows this movie. Why would I want to wa- watch Mean <laughs> Girls or Mean? It is like a pop iconic <laughs> Okay, all right, well, okay, all right, continue, continue. I forgot her character's name, but Lindsay Lohan's character. Well, okay, yes, you can come sit with us. Oh, that's a cute skirt, but really, she's like, no, that's an ugly skirt. I'm just saying that just to act nice to you, but really, no, I don't like you. So you're saying it's it's like social clout, basically. To make yourself, no, I mean, I'm not dogging the term or anything there's generally nice people out there but to me it's just that's just what you want people to think of you Uh uh-huh 
But being good, that's like a value you have. Yeah, okay. It's I more see like that. internal motivation. Okay, now to give people context about how this conversation came about, um, I'm going to uh, play some audio here for you so that way um, y'all can understand. This is, this is what the video that is in question. Brazilian deaf mute trans woman sings Whitney Houston. I will always love you. I think it was on a Brazilian got Brazil's got talent or got something talent or like something. that. Yeah. Okay. Now I'm going to go ahead and stop it there because I think that was plenty of context, uh, for everybody. Now my question becomes, how did this person get on the stage to begin with? What do you think? That's why I was asking what show it was on. I think it's it's one of those got talent. Like Brazil's got talent or something like that. I don't think this will fly here unless it was like American Idol or something. Well, even if it was American Idol, they they the way things look to me, I think they probably would have let this person on anyway. Cuz you know there's going to be a lot of mean people making fun of this person. Yeah, like you can hear in the crowd. You could actually hear in the crowd, they were actually, you can hear the laughter of the audience. And I don't think, honestly, I don't think it's, it has anything to do with the person. Has everything to do with the sound. Do you know what song she was singing? Mm-mm, nope. Neither do I. I thought I was lost in the woods. It sounded like a wolf howling. And that's Same me being there. 100% honest. I'm not trying to be mean. No, because there's, diff- there's several people with disabilities that can. Yeah, that, that, that can sing, you know. Of course. You know, and. You know, we got Ray Charles. We got, who else? Well, the, he's, he's blind, though. Yeah, I know, Ray. but there are deaf people that can sing. Yeah, Be- Beethoven was, was deaf. Yeah. But the way he overcame it was through, I mean, he wasn't always deaf. He gra- gradually lost his hearing. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I saw this, at fir- of course, I'm not going to lie, I laughed at first. I thought this was a joke. I thought it was a joke. I'm like, are you serious? Oh, it's TikTok, so you never you know, know what's going to Is the crowd laughing? Do, you know? Yeah, is the crowd laughing because they think it's a joke? You know, it doesn't know. <laughs> There's no way to possibly know. Is this a joke? Like, are you serious? A singing competition, and this is what comes out of the person's mouth? So somehow this person got on the show, whether they auditioned themselves or a producer saw them say, hey, you'll be great for the show, but, mm-hmm. you know, with TV shows, it's messed up because they're always thinking about, oh, money, their ratings. Yeah. You know, yeah, we see. need more people to view this to get more ratings. You see, and I, I, from watching this, two things popped into my head. And it was like, should this have even happened to begin with? Was this a good? Or was this being nice to let somebody who always wanted to sing on stage a chance to sing on stage, despite their disabilities? I mean, there's plenty of people out there that overcome barriers. Mm -hmm. But somebody who hasn't overcome, should they be? Do they belong on the stage? Do they get that shot? Because you know, like a lot of people, how they're gonna react. You already know. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Especially on the internet. The internet is an unforgiving place. Mm-hmm. I mean, I still remember Huge. playing around with my little thirty-six hundred baud modem. You know, 
I've, I've been on the internet since I can remember, you know. I was one of the originals, one of the OGs. <laughs> I think, like, how, I mean, if they're deaf and, they're deaf and mute. Okay. So they're just deaf. They can see. Okay. Like, if they were, if they but can, go ahead. I was just thinking, well, what happens after she, she walks off stage? Um, I don't know. I could fast forward the video a little bit. No, I'm just saying, like, behind the curtains. Oh, well, I don't How know. How's she going to respond to this? The only context I have is this TikTok. Otherwise. Yeah, so I want to, like. Dig more. Dig more. Dig more. Yeah, what's the story, like? Well, I don't think that really matters because I don't think this person needed to be on the stage to begin with. Now, one of the hosts was, she was she was being sweet. She was being nice. She had a big smile on her face, you know, and she was trying to pull up, pull up her mic to try to sing along. But I guess her mic was off during the performance or whatever. Uh, I guess to try to help her help, you Did know, the, the singer along. Did the judges say anything at the um, end? Does that no, that? no, it just has it has a cheering like, "Yay, you know, you're so brave." You know, the whole the consolation cheer, mm-hmm. basically, it's like you know, oh well, you know what, you're a terrible singer, but I'm gonna clap anyway. I'm cheering your courage, basically, and. You know, I can't deny that. I would probably applaud too because I can't even get up and sing in karaoke. <laughs> but I know I can sing better than that. You know, I can't do it. So kudos. <laughs> so kudos to this person because I cannot do that. I'd have to be insanely drunk to even <laughs> think about doing it. Especially this long. Yeah. <laughs> no one can do this better than Whitney. Mm-hmm. <laughs> If I did that, I don't know. Maybe that, maybe, maybe that person will wind up singing it better than I could. Because I mean, no offense to Dolly, who was the original singer yeah, to this the song. Ar- That's her mm-hmm. song, but but Whitney, Whitney really was it to life. one of a kind. Yeah, she she brought that song to life. Now, it got me thinking about it. Was this a nice gesture, or was it a good? Like, what would well, a what nice person do as opposed to what a good person would do? That goes back to, okay, what is motivating you? Why, what's the purpose of you doing this? Okay, well, let's what, see. What's we, the outcome? Let's see if we can break that down. Why would this be allowed? Number one, it promotes the trans community. Number two, it can get clicks or views. And I think that's about all I can think of. But she is representing, like, different marginalized communities. Yes. You know, the trans community, the, the deaf community. But did did this help the cause? But I don't think so. Mm-mm. I don't, I don't think it did. It's just creating a laughing stock. Yes, I don't think it did. So, to me, this is not nice. This is not a, a good because you're doing this for the gains at the expense of someone else. You are opening up this person to ridicule and serious psychological and potential well potential psychological and emotional trauma. That's what I think. Yeah, it's like are you doing it for you or are you doing this for someone else? Like what is the outcome of the story? Mhm. So what what do you think what do you think the good thing would have been? <laughs> it's a good question, yeah, right? Yeah, because I don't want to sound like, oh, they only be up there because they have this disability. No. Mm-hmm. But to me, that's just putting her on, on stage here just waiting to be ridiculed because you know uh-huh. how people are going to react. So then. I don't think it should be like on a national competition. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I agree. You want to know what my idea is? Hmm. I would say the good thing to do, the correct thing to do, would be to not allow this person on the stage until they learned how to sing. And you can say, oh, well, why, why is it that you're not allowing this person on the stage? Is it because they're trans? Is it because – see, this – yeah, it's gonna be thrown in your face. It's because it's because it of this. It's because you don't of this. Want them on the, yeah. You see, but being good, 
And having a good value comes with a lot of responsibility, a lot of weight behind it. And I think it's going to make you think of things differently. You have to be able to endure the criticism in order to do good. Does that make sense? I think so. Because if I were if I were the producer of this show, I would have said, I'm sorry, we're not going to allow you on stage. There's multiple reasons why. I understand why you want to. But instead of going up there now, when you can't do it, why don't we set you up with visual aids so you can at least maintain p- your pitch? Because I know there's tools out there. I mean, when I was in band, they had visual, they had visual pitch things, and that's how we would learn the sound. Well, yeah, you deaf could, individuals, I mean, I've, I've seen them play instruments, you know. They hear the vibrations from the ground. They can yeah. feel the rhythm through their body. Yes, exactly. And those are cues and things like that that, that they will need to learn before I would ever trot somebody up on the stage. Because that's not good. Like even even like I understand it's entertaining. I understand the entertainment value. It's like when you watch American Idol, like that one guy. I was about to say American Idol. You know, they show go everyone. Down you know, yeah. like that guy. You know what I'm talking about, right? Uh huh. Okay, here. I, I hold on. Let me get a, <laughs> give everybody some context here. Or that one um, um, that sung Mariah Carey. Oh. We all, see here. We uh, all let me know. let me try shebang, to put, Yeah, this guy right <laughs> here. I'm 22 years old. And I'm, a tour I'm just gonna fast forward to him singing. I mean, okay, the good judges are laughing right now, so. Look at Randy and Paula just can't even show their faces. Okay, here he is. Let my people go. I mean, it's okay, a I can't help but laugh. I cannot help but laugh. But the visuals, like, though, the facial expression he had after he finished the note, it's it's priceless. It is priceless. Now, to me, it's entertaining. <laughs> it's definitely <laughs> funny to watch, but at the same time, I feel terrible for that person because now that person's going to have that social stigma attached to him. Like, honestly, if I were to meet that person, I was like, hey, are you going to let me go? Come on. Come on. You got to sing and it for this me. Was Do it for me. You know, and before I can't. Social media really. Yes. And so. Started. So. <laughs> and now it's like, make TikToks of everything. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. But now with social media and everything, that stigma will follow you mm-hmm. all over the place. You're now, forever going to be on the internet. Yes. Good and luck. Why? Wh- who were who were his friends and family? Now, did this? Did the reason why this person do this? Did he? Did they know what was going to happen? Well, you get a lot of them that say, "Oh, my friends and family, I sing in church, and everybody says I'm such a good singer." Mm, that's not yeah. always the case. <laughs> so, is it a good thing <laughs> to say? Your family has to say that. Is it a good thing to say that you're? Yeah. Well, that's being nice. Yeah, exactly. You're being nice. You're not being good. You're not doing them any favors. You're thinking of the whole person. You're basically how they're going to react after. Yeah. What's the aftermath? Mm -hmm. Now, a good person. Going back to uh, the 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 trans lady. A good person would have set them up with singing lessons and specialists uh, to help teach them to sing. I mean, hell, you probably could have even made a whole series about that. Teaching a deaf mute how to sing. How is that not intriguing? Yeah, nothing nothing is impossible. Exactly. You know, now wouldn't that would that not be better suited? Not just for them, but for the community and everybody in general. It's a one hell of a human interest story. Mm-hmm. Why would those you barriers? Why would you do that instead of just trotting them out there to be a laughing stock? It makes absolutely no sense to me whatsoever. <laughs> and there's no way I would ever allow any of that to happen because 
I think it would be better served to improve somebody than to break them down like that. So would that would that would you classify that as being good? Denying them an opportunity, one of their dreams to sing on stage in front of a lot of people. Is that a good thing? Sometimes being good does not mean easy decisions. Yeah, that's well said. Mm-hmm. That's well said. That's absolutely correct. And nowadays, what I see out about out and about in the world on the internet, people don't understand that difference anymore. And I think that's what's wrong with the current uh, state of the culture here in the states. Yeah, I'm still making fun or ridiculing people that are different from you. And we're supposed to be more about love and acceptance. And we're still having to fight that. Being loving and accepting at what cost? What's the cost? (laughs) Did I just confuse you? (laughs) Because, see, if you're wanting to be loving, you're wanting to be accepting. Okay. All right, that's fine. But do you tr- truly love somebody if they're choosing a path that's going the wrong way? If you're being loving to them and accepting of them and of who they are, despite the fact that they may be drinking them themselves to death. Like if you're being loving and accepting... Mm-hmm. Of everybody, no matter their flaws. Could you, would you just let them drink themselves to death? Uh, no. You see? No, it's not easy. But as a therapist in training, that has taught me to open up my eyes and see different points of view, like, and, you know, I've learned, well, you can't change somebody on your own accord. Like, they have to want to do the work. Yep. You can be there for them and support them, but in the end, that's their responsibility. hmm If they want to be better. But, so, whenever you do things, you it's my understanding that you're not supposed to tell them what to do. You're supposed to guide them, right? As a therapist? Yeah. Uh, you cannot, yeah. You, you can't, can't tell them what to do. You cannot give them advice. That's, yeah, that's not why your I, job. That's why I could never be one. Because <laughs> I'd be like, hey, dude. I open up options and like, okay, if you do this, where's the outcome to this? No, no, me, I'll, I would be straight up. I could never be a counselor. I'd be, I'd be <laughs> like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? You know, what are you doing? Are you dumb? <laughs> I'm sorry, that's probably the way I would be. <laughs> I would be very direct, very concise, and I will... I have a very softer approach yeah. to that. <laughs> that's where the crazed part in my name comes from. So, <laughs> it's true. But, you know, like this Go Down Moses guy, I would tell him, no, you can't sing. I would be like Simon Cowell. You know, I'd be like, are, are, you, are, you, are you serious right now? Because if you're serious, you need to get out of here. Because not only... Get off my stage. Yeah. (laughs) You're wasting my time. Now, the love and acceptance, though, if a person's, like, got a really bad drug habit, they have to be the ones to pull themselves out. You know, I, I honestly, I can't really fully agree with that. Me, I'm more of the guy oh, no, that I will get you and I will report your ass and you will be in rehab under lock well, and key until you get better, <laughs> period. Yeah, unfortunately, you know? that's <laughs> not in the job description. Yeah, I know. That's why I, I can never be Some ethical dilemmas there. <laughs> you know? Hey, I saved somebody. <laughs> that's how I see it. I, I saved somebody. I mean, Can't you like, just lock them all up? No. I mean, it's like, well, then what's the point of jail? Okay, this is going off a different topic here. Well, it's about the difference between being nice and being good. Where is the limit? Where does it change from being nice to being good? 
I'm going to go off topic. Because you're, you're relating oh, no, the great rehab to jail? Well, jail's supposed to be a rehabilitative program. Yeah. You pay your debt maybe, to society. but when people think of jail, it's like, oh, that's punishment. Mm-hmm. Okay. But it's also an opportunity for abusing them to rehabilitate because there's lots of social programs in jails and prisons. Abusing drugs does not mean that you're a criminal. You don't know their past. You don't know why they chose that way. But being in jail keeps them from it. From okay. It, right? So but that's not, they're not a criminal. It's like somebody with an alcohol use disorder. Okay, so if, so we should just let them? No, that's not what I'm saying. There is programs in place. And that's why, you and know, when they go to jail, to go to therapy too. And when they go to jail, they have access to or, these programs. You know, the AA right? meetings and. Well, see, that's why that's that's the thing about jails, is that they'll actually have programs in there. If you were busted for this, like even even if like alcohol abuse, for example, sometimes the judge will order you to go to uh, Alcoholics Anonymous meetings. You have to show up all of these days. Well, yeah, blah blah blah. Different if it's mandatory. Yeah, but if you are in jail for DUI, odds are you will get the sentence. You will be in jail, and you will also have to attend these things. You see what I mean? Yeah, that's different. Like anger management? No, it's not different because they're still going to jail. <laughs> they're still going. If that's the case, then everybody would be in jail. Probably. You know. Probably. We all make bad decisions. Oh, yeah, I know I we have. don't know everybody. Oh, Lord, I know I have hard, made some terrible decisions in my past. Hardships. Okay, but but again, that goes into behavior motivation. What's driving you to act that way? <clears throat> it's like trauma. Some people can, you know, <coughs> go, go through trauma their whole life, and the other person experiences the same thing, but yet they're more resilient. Okay, it's different. <coughs> Sorry, I'm got the coughs right now. You got the coughs, I got hiccups. I got to make your own music over yep. here. Okay, cuz my my whole point is that I think being light on people who are obviously going down the wrong path is and being accepting of them going down the wrong path. Well, now I think of Star Wars. Is bad. I think it's a bad I don't think that's good at all. Well, what do you think they would have done with Anakin then? He was going down the wrong path, and look what happened to him. Well, the thing is, he kept a lot of it secret. You know? He kept an well, awful lot of it secret. So he was secretly going down the wrong path where wife. nobody could well, help how him. how did his wife never know, you know? Well, she eventually found out. <laughs> she did eventually find out. He's going down a path I can't follow. He didn't say Here. Anakin, you're going down a path I can't follow. <laughs> you are the chosen one. <laughs> when, well, technically, Anakin was supposed to bring balance to the Force. There were a ton of Jedi and not a lot of Sith, so he did wind up bringing ja- balance to the Force by being evil. Oh, I think of so many examples. <laughs> okay, but I don't but have all day. Okay, now. Okay, Thanos. Okay, do you think what he did made sense, or you think he was being selfish, or was he thinking about? The whole world. The movie or the comics? I don't read the comics, so of course the co- it's the movie. Okay, for the movie, no, he was wrong. That was a bad. Well, see, I that was a bad. understand why he felt that way. Oh, I understand, too, perfectly. doesn't make it any more he right. Went down, he didn't do it the right way. could have thought of something else, but I didn't understand his point of view. Yeah, I understand his, understood his point of view as well. Unpopular opinion. But, but that's bad. That's bad. Killing half of life yeah, is like bad. I said, like I understand. <laughs> we, you know. Like, what if you wound up offing the person who's going to solve the problem? Well, like I, mean. I said, I don't think he, he could have found a different way, but I do understand his reasoning. Well, yeah, I understand the Just reasoning. His actions too. were not the right. So, the right. should we be accepting of his reasoning? 
okay, so we killed Gamora. <laughs> so should should we be <laughs> should we be accepting of it? No, we shouldn't, because that's a bad period. You're killing a lot of people. Counseling services for like superheroes and stuff. <laughs> <you know? laughs> I'm sure I can get plenty of you know, clients that way. <laughs> and so whenever I whenever I when I hear people say, okay, well, it's about being like accepting, like there's there's limits to acceptance. That's how I see it. There are limits to acceptance. I mean, and this can be argued no matter what your belief structure is. There are going to be limits to it. It's like people, like a racist person, for example. Are you accepting of the racism? No, I'm not accepting of it. But I am also accepting of the fact that they are a human being and they have an opportunity to change your mind. Yeah, we all have the ability to grow. Exactly, we do. We do as a human being. We do. And then when it comes to this, if you notice, my response was an opportunity for that person to come out on stage and blow everybody's mind by actually being able to think. But they were never given that opportunity. Yeah, I want to find the whole video, see if they have like a backstory or you know where she came from. Or I don't know. It's in Brazil. I'll, I'll I maybe I should have done more research on that first. But hey, this <laughs> is my first podcast, so <laughs> so it is what it is. But I I just don't understand how people could do things like this, especially to others. Now, do think you know, it's that not very kind. Some it's people not are just cruel, and they can yeah. outgrow that. Like, oh yeah, definitely. There's just some people out there that just will not change for anything. That's just ingrained in them. Yep. Now, what I think is like a lot of this cultural issues here in the states are because there's a difference between being nice or accepting. And being good. You should look it up in a dictionary and see what Webster says about it. Webster says about what? Well, I can look that up. The difference. Actually, I can look up the rest the of definition. that Let me see if I can pull that up here. Um, oh, what? For being good? Yeah, it's like being nice and good. It's subjective. It's good. It's made what everybody thinks of it differently. Good is to be desired or approved of. Having the qualities required for a particular role. Um, that which is morally right or righteous or righteousness, a benefit or advantage to someone or something. Yeah, see? Morally okay. right. That is an internal. Yeah. So now we'll do nice. Let's look up nice. Pleasant, agreeable. Agreeable is actually really good. Mm-hmm. Agreeable is perfect. Satisfactory. Pleasant in manner, good-natured, kind, fine or subtle. Requiring require careful re, bleh, requiring careful thought or attention. So there is a big difference between being good and being nice. Being good to me is being moral. That's what I say. Being it goes nice, into the values. yeah, and being nice is being agreeable. Like I'm nice, I'm gonna go along with what you want. Being, being nice, but I'm be being good. It can be superficial. Yes, yes, it can be, and it could also be tra- treated as transactional. It's like in relationships, the perfect example in relationships. A lot of people say, "Oh well." A lot of guys, especially, tend to think, "Oh well, I'm being nice. I'm being nice. I'm being nice. I'm being nice." You know, eventually, this girl's gonna like me because I'm being nice. Well, there's a difference between being a nice guy and a good guy. Yeah, and what what happens when they get together? Well, he's not so nice anymore. Yeah, he was just trying to get her. Yeah, he just wanted her, and he was being nice because he wanted her. He wasn't being good because he wanted her. A nice guy will be like, "Oh, how are you? Oh, that looks great on you." What would a good person do? Like, have you ever had any nice guys? Deal with any nice guys in your in your in your past, 
somebody being nice? I'm sure I have. So what, not all toads. So from the female perspective, what is a nice guy to you? Nice or good? Nice. A nice guy. What would a, what would ex- an example be of you weeding out a nice guy? Uh, holding the door for me. Okay. Being chivalrous. Um, like being friendly to my friends. And okay, now what would a good man do? I'll tell you when I find one. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that rare. You heard it here, folks. That rare. Well, they can't be all be Disney Prince Charmings, you know. Well, those are to me; those guys are just nice. The only one that I can, the only guys that I can think of are the one in Frozen and the one in Kristoff. Uh, yeah, Kristoff and and uh, Flynn Rider are the only two oh, males that I, I, I think Flynn that could, Rider. because he wasn't being just he wasn't being nice. No, he didn't change his behavior toward Rapunzel. No, not at all. <laughs> he was just being himself. And to me, I think that's being... He's my favorite. To me, that's what's being good. Is you're not putting on a front. You're just being yourself. You're not trying to be nice to this person because you huh. want their attention or whatever. You you're just being good. You're being your own self. Also be like making each other... Be better. Uh-huh. You know, like, sometimes you're seeing the imperfections, but they are perfect to that other person. Yeah, that's true. That is true. You may be able to balance them, but how are they going to know that if you're just being nice? They aren't going to know that. It's just a front. That's all it is. You know, so for you guys out there that are winding up nice listening. Nice guys finish last. Yeah, nice guys do finish last. Instead of being a nice guy, be a good guy. Not a bad guy. Good guy. Well, <laughs> a good guy with an edge, I would say. I think that's what Why it is. Why I like Flynn Rider so much. Yeah, well, he had an edge. Yeah, he's, he's dreamy. Yeah, and he didn't he didn't really care that much. He was just concerned about being himself, doing his own thing. Yeah, not Prince Charming. He's boring. You know, and I think that's probably why Rapunzel might have fallen for him because he wasn't having to try. He was just doing his own thing. And in doing so, there were a bunch of qualities that he had that, that she really liked. And they wind up together getting married and everything like that. That's an interesting using Disney, <laughs> but well, I always bring Disney into any conversation. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's my superpower. <laughs> and so, oh, it's funny here too on the, on the examples what of a person being nice. Um, he's a really nice guy. Look at that. What it says right there. <laughs> <laughs> Similar, charming, you know, and so. Being good, to me, is being honest with the other person. Showing yourself for who you truly are, flaws and all. But it has been my experience that you also save an awful lot of time. I would say... You know, you don't... Everybody needs to look within themselves. What what character are you? I don't know. In this storybook, like... I'm no character. Who do you play? I'm myself. <laughs> I'm not trying to play anybody. In the story of your life, what character are you bringing to the world? Are you trying to put me on the couch? Is that what you're trying to do here? <laughs> that's not. Are you trying? No, that's, that's what not you're trying my to do. Therapy room. I see that look in your eye right now. <laughs> yeah, she's she's sitting there looking at me like, hmm, trying to dissect me. I can tell. No, thank you. No, thank you. I am not going to be on the couch, even though I may need to be, (laughs) but I'm not going to be. (laughs) So, what do you think is, should happen? Like being nice and being agreeable, I think is necessary 
in a relationship, but not at the cost of you being constantly, uh, what am I trying to say? What are you trying to say? Not whenever you want to, you don't want to give so much that you lose yourself. To where that point, it to that point, it's expected of you hmm. to behave Good. in that manner. And so, being nice has its limits. It's like sometimes, you know, I'll be doing something and I want to do this, I want to do that, I want to do this, and then it's like, no, I don't want to do this. Oh, we gotta start talking about boundaries now, because that's what well, I it teach is. Yes. all my clients. Yes, it's definitely got to be a boundary issue. There has got to be a boundary boundaries between are for being you. because there is a boundary between yeah, being nice that. and being good. If you don't want to go to that party, just say no. Yeah, exactly. Doesn't mean that you're being a bad friend. No, it doesn't. You're doing what's best for you. Exactly. Like and that everybody makes, has boundaries for themselves. Yeah, but at the same time, it also makes you a better person because then you won't feel any sense of resentment or you're not letting me do what I want to because I've done all this for you and now you can't do this for me. You don't want that to come biting you in the ass. You want it to be balanced. Mm -hmm. So never, I mean, if you get anything from this, never sacrifice who you are and doing the right thing for something that is not real. Remember Just to be agreeable. Just to be nice. You also have to have a backbone and stand up for your own moral values. It's not always easy, especially when you think about like how other people will, will react. But everybody deserves to have boundaries. They are there for you. And others just have to respect that. Yes, and, and what another thing, too, is don't expect everybody else to have the same values as you. This is turning into a therapy session right here. Yeah, do not, do <laughs> not. Well, that's one of the reasons why I invited you here, to kind of give everybody an idea. You know, and it's, you do not want to have everybody having the same exact morals, Things like that. You need to hear opposing views in order to function and to have a good idea and to find out your own personal direction. In my eyes and the way I see things, you need to have that conflict. It's like if you, like that saying, if you, um, what is it? If you fall for everything, if you don't stand up for something, you'll fall for everything. Precisely. And I think that's what happened in that video. They were falling for everything and not doing the right thing because they were going along with what was popular, what everybody, uh, what society seems to think is the right thing to do. But in the end, it turned out to not be the right thing. Yeah, when you could have, you could have done something so much better. Could have been detrimental to, you know, to that person. And not only that. Now, all those people in the crowd that were laughing because maybe they thought it was a joke are going to be criticized. The people of Brazil are going to be criticized. Look at that. They just brought this person up here just so they can laugh at him. Full circle, yep. You know, and you the judges, too. about the outcomes. And the judges, too, who have to judge that performance. How is that fair to the other contestants if they say, okay, well, you're going to win uh, just through your courage alone, not because you can sing? Then the people who have spent their whole lives trying to, for this opportunity, becoming a good singer, you know, what about them? Mm -hmm. They lost opportunities. Yep. So I think that person going out there was bad, all around bad. It never should have happened, and I hope it doesn't happen again because – Number one, is very detrimental to that community. But as I say, I can see America's, con you know, shows like that. Yeah, yeah. I can see America doing something like that. Oh, yeah, I, I totally can. And that's terrible. And I can totally see a bunch of people cheering for them because they belong to a certain type of group. Either cheering or laughing at them. 
Yeah. Well, there's going to be both. There's going to be both, and it's about the conflicting values. But I think that the value that that is a good thing is wrong because it doesn't do anybody any favors. Nobody. Why? Because if you think that's a good thing, that, that oh, this person right here, you need to be accepting of what this person is. And it's like, well, how should I be accepting of a person who thinks they're a singer but can't sing for shit? It doesn't have anything to do with what they stand for or what their personal choices are. It's about the choice to sing in a singing competition and be terrible at singing. Yeah, it's it, like a you know <laughs> oxymoron. Yeah. It's like why would you even who who put that dot in their head? Yeah, like that's not good. Going on what's that show like the Iron Chef or oh, those mm-hmm. cooking shows. But you can't cook for anything. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah, it would like me be like me trying to enter in a dried up turkey that I made for Thanksgiving. <laughs> it wasn't that and <laughs> and putting putting it in putting in a in a cooking competition and being and expecting to win. Why? Because I decided to dress like a girl that day. No. No, that's not how it should work. At all. <laughs> no, he's he's courageous, you know. I mean I don't one time I put on my wife's skirt and was jumping around the house. Just for fun. Just just to make her laugh. You know, and she's like, why would you do that? And I'd be like, because you look bored. You looked upset, so I wanted to lighten the mood. So I did it. See, that was a good quality. So, <laughs> so it's like, yeah, let's move on. There's other better things to do, more entertaining things to do. Like, hey, look at me. And did <laughs> you it <know>. work? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I guess. The jury's still out on that one, though, because I, I might have stretched out that dress, but I don't know. <laughs> and that's not something every man is willing to do, put on a skirt. Oh, well, and dance just around, a skirt. you know? Yeah, but that's not something mm-hmm. every man will be willing to do. Yeah, now, if, if, if you can't put on a skirt and have fun with it, you know, you might be taking yourself a little too serious. And that I think that's actually a, a lot of stuff that's been happening, like, for my next episode, I'm probably going to talk about the Elon Musk takeover of Twitter and how all these people who loved, loved, loved Elon Musk because of his electric cars, and now they absolutely hate him. And it's like, well... um, Bah, we're sheep. Yeah, it's like, uh... <laughs> Pretty much. What? You just follow others. Yeah, and so it's, it's, like, it's like, you don't agree with one thing from the guy, and all of a sudden he's a terrible person? That's an issue I have. Yes. It, it, or they find one tweet or something from 10 years ago. Like what happened with Kevin Hart. Yeah, with Kevin Hart. With Kevin Hart, yeah. That and was absolutely that ridiculous. that bad thing he said, it's like, okay, people evolve. Yes. That does not mean he has the same yeah, that's opinion like, that he did 10 years ago. People are always changing. Yeah, it's like, it's like me going back in time and... We've all done bad things. Like me, I mean, it's also the same thing. Like modern way fem- feminism is the same way. They keep saying, oh, well, you know, you men, and even modern day, you know, like Black Lives Matter and these black organizations, they, they, they go back all the way down to things that the person alive today has nothing to do with. It makes no sense mm-hmm. why people of today... Like... Should pay What's for the something of like resurfacing something that was like a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. It's like I I can see how people can say, well, there is a systemic problem. Okay, well, point it out to me. Now, of course, like if you don't know history, it is willing to repeat itself. That's a different story. I'm just talking about like everybody's getting canceled because of one bad thing that they said a million years ago. Yeah. Everybody makes bad thing, bad decisions. Doesn't mean that you're a bad person. Yeah, and I mean, like, who was it? Who was it? Colbert. Colbert, I think, once dressed up in like, was it was it Colbert? I think it was. I think it might have been Colbert, who dressed in blackface. And why aren't y'all going after him? Well, so did there you was know, an because he's, he's uh, saying what you want him to say. American's Top Model, I think. Tyra Banks, there was an episode where they did that too. Yeah, but yet, oh, that's okay. But yet, 
somebody who you don't agree with morally or value-wise, oh, no, that's terrible. It's like, well, which is it? It's like nobody can just say their opinions anymore. No, nobody really can. And that's one of the reasons why I started this podcast was because I want people to be able to talk about it. I want to see what the other side is. And as a counselor, another reason why is because I wanted to hear your opinion on, like, acceptance. And for me, there's limitations on acceptance. There's things that I will just will not accept. And there are thing, and I, ca- I can't be 100% accepting of it, especially if I know that it's bad. Well, that's, that's part of growing, too. Like, okay, you're accepting that, like, if you have, I don't know, some can't even think of an example right now. Um, like, if you have, like, anger problems, okay? Well, I'm accepting that, that I know that I have these problems, and I know that I need help. Like, I'm accepting that fact. That's just part of growing as a human being. And if and but if somebody points out and says, "Hey, you got anger issues," well, if you say it like that, it means that it sounds like you're just defining that whole person based off that one problem. No, I'm defining that they have anger issues. I know it's just the way that you said it. That they have anger <laughs> issues. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's like okay, you have an alcohol problem. Yeah, well, hey, you have an okay. alcohol problem. Well, it's blunt, it's direct. Well, I'm sorry, but know. that's just not how I say things. Well, that's how I say things. Language is a big Well, what's confusing thing about in that? my field? So what's confusing so. about telling somebody they have an anger issue? Well, that's just saying that you have this or you have this disability. It's just saying that you're defining that person based off that one thing. No, it's just pointing out a part of the bigger lexicon that makes a person. But that's just how I take it, because I'm taught to speak a certain way. What? No, it's funny, <laughs> just the way you're looking at me right now. That's funny. <laughs> it's it's almost like she's giving me the stink eye. <laughs> it's all in the language. <clears throat> Yeah, see, and and, how and the way I interpret it, the way I do things is I like to tackle root of pr- the roots of problems. I know that's I'm like, not. Yeah, I don't think you can be a therapist. No, because <laughs> no, I, I I'm telling you, I couldn't. I could not be a therapist. I'm just saying that if I find a flaw that could lead you to problems, I will point it out in order to prevent that. Yeah, but from if you just point it out, how's that helping somebody? Maybe they don't know. Like you see, yeah. Maybe nobody. Maybe nobody's ever told them. They've just been accepting. Maybe you don't notice it yourself because that's just how you've been living your whole life. Yeah, and and nobody's told them that before. It's like with everybody's been nice. Everybody's everybody's been nice. Everybody's been accepting of it. Nobody ever told them. Straight up, you got a problem, and this is your problem. I don't understand what's wrong with that. If you keep it bottled up and never tell that person, if it's an anger issue, they might be liable to go to jail for battery on somebody because their anger got the better of them. Well, because everybody else around them was so excited. There's always a reasoning behind. Yeah, see, and that and my behavior has a purpose, and that's what my approach is. Is that I will I will tell them this is what's wrong. Look at all of this that's happened. It's because you have a you have an anger problem. So how can you fix it? It's not that easy. I will refer you to pumpkin spice. <laughs> and maybe she can help you further, but your ass needs to go to fucking therapy. Because I ain't having that shit. I'll be damned if I see you, anything bad happen to you because you have this problem. And that's what I think is going on. There's too much acceptance where people can do bad things 
No, I'm not saying that. That wasn't my point. If we just do that, then everybody can do what the hell they want it to. Yeah, and that seems to be what that's what's happening. Not my point. And what's happening is people are doing what they want to. And they're nobody's being held accountable. Nobody's telling them that's bad, or people are saying that's bad. But then you have this whole other group of people saying, no, it's well within your rights to do so. Well, when we... And so they only listen to the people who enable such behavior. They don't listen to the people who will not allow it. So when we talk about being a good human being, like, how is that taught? Because you're not just born being good. You have to learn it. Yeah. You have to learn the, the basic morals. It used to be you could... Go to church and learn the morals there. Used to be. Used to be. That's not always the case now. No, it's not always the case not now. Not really. We have like a preacher's kid, you know, yeah. knocking oh, girls yeah. up and Definitely. all that. So. Or, or the preacher themselves knocking, knocking girls up. Yeah. You know, taking yeah. advantage of the kids and shit. Now, it used to be there was a stable foundation and, and, and a bunch of and a core beliefs that this country used to have. That aren't there anymore. It's like what it happened. Starts in the home too. Like what values are you being taught as a child? I think it does start in the home. It really it does. does. It really, really does. Like I remember growing up, I, I grew up in a strict religious household. And uh, I had to go to Sunday school every week, you know. And then uh, then whenever I get older, you know, people are always like, well, then once I left the house, I kind of went off the deep end. I had all this freedom. I could do whatever I wanted, so I experienced the other side. But then it wasn't doing me any good. So you think, what values so, were you taught, and are you still practicing them? Because as a child, yeah, we just do what our parents tell us to do, you know? Mm-hmm. We don't know. But as we grow up and are in different environments, around different people, you know, we learn different Different values, like what is meaningful to you? Yeah, at at home, I was a model kid. But in school, outside of supervision, I was a terror. So. Like what is driving you? Honestly, what wound up driving me was I, I got pissed off. I did not like people looking at me like I was dumb. That I couldn't do basic math. So I got all of my syllabuses from, or my syllabi, from all the classes, and I finished all of my schoolwork from all of the, from each individual syllabus, and I got them all done within the first two weeks of school. Finished all the classes, all the work and everything. Turned it in, well, this is everything from, and what do I do now? They said, oh, wow, you're already done? They already graded and just went and Played on the computers in the library. <laughs> now I'm just thinking about that guidance counselor. Like, that, she needs to reevaluate her well, job description there because you don't just tell a kid, oh, you're stupid. No, she didn't, she didn't flat oh. out say that I was but stupid. But still. No, she was saying, well, I'm going to recommend that you go to do uh, remedial classes and everything, mainly only because your grades your grades aren't okay, reflective well, or something. Okay, well, the way you describe That's it. That's the way like, they what? said. No, but. In the at the same time, the bottom line, the message I got was Well, you're a kid. Yeah. My the message message I got from that was wasn't one of oh well, let's put you in here just to make sure you pass. I was like, Are you serious? I'm not I done this before. I can do this. But at the same time, she didn't know I could. So what am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to hold it against the person? No, I don't hold it against her at all. I was upset about it and angry about it, but I wasn't upset at her. I was more upset at the concept on how my own indecision and my bad choices affected others and their opinion of me as a person. You see what I'm getting at? Mm-hmm. And that's what that's what struck me. 
That's what I learned on that day. All right, everybody. Um, well, I hope you enjoyed this episode here. This is the first ever uh, yeah. podcast. Uh, let me know what you think. Um, you can feel free to follow me on Twitter. If I can even remember what my Twitter is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't use Twitter much. Um, let's see if I can actually that pull it up. That was before Musk took over. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I was banned from Twitter. Well. From, for what? <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know. I don't even think I really posted anything before. Uh, maybe it was hacked. Who knows? I don't know about that. I never posted any, anything. So y'all could follow me here on at uh, Craze Coconut. It's going to be at Craze Coconut TV. All one word. You can follow me there. Um, I'm also posting this up to Spotify. So you can follow me at Craze Coconut there on Spotify as well. Or my RSS feed. And if you do enjoy this, feel free to join our Locals community at Locals.com. And you can look up Craze Coconut, and you should find me. Um, that's where we're, I'm probably going to be posting a bunch of uh, different ideas so I can interact and talk with y'all. Um, feel free to help us out and support this uh, podcast, and we will see y'all next time. And Special thanks to our <laughs> guest here, Miss Pumpkin Spice. No problem. Just remember who you are. Okay, real quick. Did you name yourself out of After a Latte? You betcha. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. So we'll hope to see you um, next week for my next episode. And we will talk to you all later. Y'all have a very good night. Bye. And we are out of here. <laughs>